everybody, and welcome to The Bearded Bride, episode number three. This is a podcast with two guys talking weddings. I am Eric Smith, and as always, I'm sitting here in the Cleveland Music Group studio with my partner, Mr. Dustin Lopez. Dustin, how are you? I am so well. It is not winter here in Cleveland anymore. I feel like it's spring, and not really. Global warming. It's a great thing. It's a great thing. Um, so as this is being recorded, we are four days away from Christmas. Uh, you got any big plans coming up? I am uh, laying low until the new year, and uh, hopefully right after the new year, uh, you'll be hearing this live. Not not live. It's not live. It'll be available no, to people. Eventually will be yeah. the week of we're recording it, hopefully. But yeah, so hopefully everybody has a good Christmas, good New Year's. Um, do you celebrate Hanukkah? I uh, I do. I'm a, a dual faith household, so we I do saw uh, we, uh, yeah. I saw your Facebook post or Melissa's Facebook post, your yeah, wife, we, and uh, I was pretty jealous of her Hanukkah present. Uh, yeah, she uh, she went into the basement and uh, found her um, Hanukkah gift. And was she the box. not supposed to see it? No. Oh no. And she even tried on the shoes. She's using it already. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about a Peloton bike. Did you get two bikes or the one bike and two shoes? Uh, one bike, two shoes. Oh, yeah. so you can't double team? No, but it has a webcam in it. You can ride with I know. Peloton users. I want one real bad. So. so once again, we're really excited here to have a great guest this week talking about a very important topic, um, which we'll get to in just a few minutes. Um, with us in the studio today, we have planner extraordinaire, venue consultant, and all-around badass Brandy Hammerstone. I love that introduction. Of all events planned. Of the All Events Planned Empire, is what I call it. Brandy, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? I'm awesome. That was the best intro ever. You literally could not have done better. Maybe we'll throw some music in there in post. Yeah. To spruce it up a little bit. Yeah. Sound effects. Trumpets. Um, So I said empire because it always seems like you're doing everything. And you always have a new project you're working on. Can you tell the listeners a little bit about All Events Planned? And uh, your newest venture, All Events Consulting? Yes. So All Events Plan does wedding planning, and we've branched out and brought on staff. So there are wedding planners and myself that you can work with. And then All Events Consulting started, and we work with venues to help make them more profitable. And um, opening new venues when you're starting something and wanting to know the best route for that. And then we have All Events Coaching which is um, helping new planners start their... Oh, I totally forgot business. about that. I didn't put it in my notes. That's okay. That's okay. I can I, Obviously, I can convey that, but that's um, it's not a local thing. It's more other planners in other states that are wanting to start a wedding planning business, getting them started with the necessary details, ideas, paperwork, contracts, and things like that. Well, that's pretty awesome. Thanks. I'm is it just uh, just planners, or can you help other other vendors as well? Well, I mean, I think any any it all kind of opening, applies, yeah, right? It's all this. It's all sort of the same, but um, it's focused on, and, and I'm getting the most from other wedding planners that don't know where to start or have literally no idea what that means besides putting up an Instagram page and a web page, right? Which is not necessarily the only thing you have to do, right? Although you would not know that. I think long term, it's going to be perfect for photographers because uh, there's so many of us that need planners' help in so many different ways throughout the day. 
Well, you guys especially, you and I know you guys did a video, and I watched um, you and Melissa talk about putting together a timeline. And, I mean, that was intense, even as a planner. Like, I, I was like, oh my gosh, I guess I don't think about how much goes into that timeline. And that's, I mean, it's a lot. So if we're not doing it, unfortunately, it falls on somebody to do it. And it's typically with good photographers, they'll, they take it on, unfortunately. I like a good timeline. I love a good timeline. I think we talked a little bit last week about oh, a good God. timeline. Timelines or, come up yeah. every week. It's my fa- I can't wait to talk about timelines, but we're not doing that today. <laughs> we need a whole podcast dedicated to timelines. <laughs> we'll get into it a little bit. but um, Brandy, so I don't know a whole lot about how you actually got started in weddings. Oh, Lord. Let's hear the Brandy Hammerstone origin story. Oh, my gosh. Okay, it's so long. Um, I need about 45 solid minutes to give you the full story, or I could kind of condense it, which I think I should do. We could just spend 15 minutes on the topic, and that's it. I don't know. 15 minutes too long too. Um, I went to college and got a degree in hotel restaurant management and I worked at a private club in Pittsburgh doing events. It was a Rivers Club. It was downtown Pittsburgh. What college did you go to? Uh, Pittsburgh Culinary. Oh, nice. But no, I don't cook. It's like immediately the question. It was all hotel restaurant management. Um, Transferred up here to the Akron City Club where I was the catering director. Left and went to Crown Plaza Quaker Square, which was a space, now is a dorm. Left and went to Totally Cooked Catering, off-site catering company. Um, left and went to Stan Hewitt, where I was public programs director. And then 10 years ago, I started my own event planning company doing weddings, and I went from 5 to 20 to I do about 35 personally a year, and I have 10 or so that other planners are doing, but I'm expanding that concept by offering like um, All Events Planned Associates program, which is a cheaper version of All Events Planned, and it's for my newer planners to get the experience that they need and for brides to get somebody a little more inexpensive because they don't have 17 years of event planning experience. 35 sounds like a lot for a planner. Okay, it, I think... Maybe 10 years ago, you couldn't have done it because the wedding season wasn't as expansive as it is now. Right, yeah. But it's from, um, you're talking about January to December. Yeah. Fridays and Saturdays. You know, it, it, there are a lot of opportunities to do that. But you're you're never not working. I'm never, ever not working. <laughs> I feel like I would be so relieved to go to a 9-to-5 job and only work 40 hours a week. The grass and, is and always like, greener, Brandy. I'm not, I mean, I would never greener. do it. I'm saying, like... People look at working for yourself as this amazing, like, you just lounge and it's so cool. But it, the I found that you don't ever actually stop working is what, it, is what it's come down to. I mean, you have time frames where you can binge watch Arrested Development, but, like, you're probably still working. And if something comes in, you stop and start working. Like, there is no off time when you're working, well, well especially in this industry. And especially, I mean, for you, it wasn't like you had... You know, you're working on three concepts right now yeah. versus, you know, five, ten years ago. Right. You were in a completely different place. So you're always looking for more, right? And yeah. I think that that's, as a wedding professional especially, you're just always looking for that extra edge or that extra little bit of, um, you know, education or yeah. whatever it is. You're always looking for more. And um, that's what driven wedding professionals really want to do. A hundred percent. Um, the change in the business or the creative process could not be done alone. I, I could not fathom functioning as an independent person without, I have literally the most amazing people ever that work with me. And they're the whole reason that 
I could take the event planning concept and turn it into venue consulting and then start coaching. I mean, just there's no way. I mean, but this industry is, I think, full of really amazing people, too, that are great to work with, that are super supportive and really fun to engage with. It's, I think it's great. Like, I'm, it's what I do. Yeah, there's a, and you said there's a lot of great people. There's like no middle ground, I feel like, in the wedding industry. There's so many great people, and then there's like, there's nobody that's like, oh, okay. There's like a lot of bad people that you just want to stay say, away there's from. There's one star people, and then there's five star right. people. Right, yeah. that's exactly, <laughs> and we'll, we'll get into that later. Yeah. But yeah, that's, I mean, that's how it works. I don't, I guess the key is I wouldn't surround myself exactly. with crappy people, right. so that's That's probably, why you're here. Yeah. That's more of what it is. I think in a lot of ways, a lot people that um, are planners tend to work on weddings uh, that are specifically geared towards working with amazing vendors because yes. that's what I mean. You wouldn't you would be a really bad planner if you worked with bad vendors, right? And so um, I think that's why I enjoy the weddings. Uh, so much where there is a planner, right? Because it's like you're surrounded by other people that are amazing to work with. Now, I'm, I have to say, there I don't always work with amazing vendors, <laughs> so that is not necessarily the case. I I think that my concept in the company is that you know you don't have to be spending a hundred thousand dollars. You don't have to be having a wedding that you want to post on Instagram and every magazine. All events plan works with everyone. So there are times when people on really tight budgets find really cheap vendors, and it's actually uh, so much more work to make bad vendors manage a good wedding because it's it's almost impossible when they don't care as much, they're not dedicated to what they're doing, they're not experienced, they're not professional, and that's really, really hard to, to manage. But I'm not always working with great vendors, I will definitely say that. So we actually are, are getting into the topic already. Um, oh, yeah, accidentally. <laughs> so every week we have the guests give us a topic that they want to talk about, and this week Brandy picked one that is that is hugely important and uh, applies to literally every aspect of a person's wedding, um, and that is how to recognize and choose the right vendors. Um, Brandy, why why did you want this as your first choice when we asked you to, uh, to join us today? When... You come into it, and I guess if you're not planning a wedding, I've tried to say like what this process is like. So if you're hiring a plumber or an electrician, um, you, you really don't know what to expect. So if you talk to one plumber and it's a subpar experience, you, you might decide to assume that that's what your experience will be with all plumbers. And you have this one opportunity to hire a plumber, and then whatever they did is what you think that experience is like. And so what I, what I want and hope for clients is to know to look around. If you are hiring a vendor, don't just talk to one person and think that that's the experience you're going to have across the board because it's, it not, it's not. You know, there's, un, I don't want to say unfortunately, but I am going to. Um, unfortunately, there are thousands of vendors in every category somehow. Like every person. In on the one planet. city. In one city, and absolutely, one photography makes me cry because I <laughs> can't get brides to focus, brides and grooms to focus on like, no, you can't just hire somebody who has a website and shoots babies because they can't shoot weddings. Um, so I, it's really, really important that going into it, they 
know what expectations they should have. There's really no standard. So the best, you know, planner X does is the best they think planners do. And that's not necessarily the case. Do you find that you end up uh, in situations where there are maybe event where there is a vendor or maybe there's even a couple um, sometimes where uh, they're not all that great. It's kind of, uh, they're kind of dragging the day and stuff like that. Is that because they're not, you know, the bride and groom or groom is not listening to, you know, your recommendations or how does that end up occurring when you're going through the planning process with them? Well, the worst thing that could possibly happen is working with clients, recommending the right vendors, going through that process, and then out of the blue, I get the, oh my gosh, you wouldn't believe it, you know, my sister's cousin's friend, you know, does flowers, and I know we just interviewed three great florists, and we got budgets, and we did everything, but she's going to do it for, you know, $600, I'm going to definitely hire her, Um, and that's, isn't this exciting, like, no, it's not exciting. You just made my job harder. I feel like there should be an upcharge. Like every time you book somebody outside of who I recommended, I'm charging you more because Do it takes my job. Do harder. it. That would have saved us, but we're not going to get into that. That's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I, I and I think I talked with you. Like sometimes it is. I will work with clients on pricing if they're working with good vendors already, because I know my day is going to be easier and. In, and I know some planners are completely opposed to discounting. And, and it's not necessarily that it is a discount. It's that I know some of the work that I'm going to typically have to do will be assisted with. And so it's going to make my life easier. And I would much rather have a good team of vendors to work with than just make more money off of a really you know bad situation. So when you're picking a vendor, you're helping somebody pick a vendor... What, uh, what are the important things to look for? Okay. And I'm, a, I'm assuming I'm going to definitely not be the popular opinion here. Um, but th- people need to get back to you in, like, 24 hours. I am floored by how long it takes people to get back to me. And, like, I don't care that you're busy or, or that, like, you have stuff going on. Like, your job is to get back to people. And I have, out of full planning clients, I have every single time someone say, I really want to work with XYZ, but I haven't heard back from them yet. Can you contact them and tell them to get in touch with me? I should not have to do that. And I usually say, hey, listen, if they're not getting back to you now, you know, it's not going to get better once they've booked you. So first things first, they need to get back to you. You need to be important right away. Yeah. I mean, if if they're not Getting back to you before they have their money, it's not going to change once they have like a deposit or anything like that. No, they're setting that expectation for you right away. I think uh, I um, in my in my former life, um, before I was doing photography, uh, I, I I was working uh, for a company that uh, Dan Gilbert, the the owner of the Cleveland oh, yeah. Cavaliers, spoke uh, to us and said, "If you're not doing it, somebody else is." Hundred percent. And yeah. and we we were the conversation here is you know, uh, kind of focused towards, uh, brides and grooms, but, you know, we talking to other vendors as well, anybody that would be listening, that's a vendor. I mean, you really kind of gotta get, um, that kind of focus to mm-hmm. be able to, to understand, okay, if I'm not doing it, somebody else is. Cause people reach out to 10 different, All you know, once. photographers, yeah. 10 different, 
DJs, ten different bands, you know, so on and so mm-hmm. forth. And so uh, you really got to be on it. And, I mean, I can say it in this company because, Eric, I know you get back to me via messenger on Sundays, on Saturdays, on, you know, not that you should have to work on the weekends, but I know that I can recommend Click Music Group and know that if I need something or somebody needs something, I'm getting a response and I'm getting help when I need it. And that's why I've been committed to Click Music. I mean, it's been consistent over the past 10 years. I know you guys are the same way, and I know that I can say you're going to get the service that you deserve. I mean, people are, are like, oh, it's fine, take your time, or... You know, I, I know that a couple other... I'm waiting to talk to a couple other planners, but they haven't responded yet. And I'm like, oh, well, I mean, okay, great. Like, <laughs> good luck. Do you want me to contact them and tell them to contact you? <laughs> so response time is important. The content of the response well, equally is important, right? Of course. Um, I think that, you know, that automated response that you get, like, thanks for emailing us, we'll be back to you know with you and... I think that's fine, but I think they know it's an automated response. You're not actually giving them a personal response to that. Um, but as long as it's something, I guess, it, it holds it off. But I prefer that they're contacted back, that it's personal to them, their date, their information. Um, it doesn't. I don't think it has to be that you send a pa- two, three paragraphs to every single lead you get. Because if anybody's on the knot, we get 20 a day somehow, and they never ever follow up it's fine um so i think it, ha- it has to be geared to that they, do they want you to call them do they want an email just saying like hey i'm available here's what we have to offer what can you do i'm a big 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 um advocate for sharing pricing i really don't know why some people need to meet with you before they're willing to share pricing because i it's a deciding factor for a ton of mm-hmm. clients and yeah, no you could be wasting everybody's time exactly i'm wasting their time they're wasting my time we're both not getting to the point so I'm, I'm like, here it is, you know, look it over first. You know, I'm, I'm good at what I do, but if it's not in the budget, my experience and abilities aren't going to change how much money you have. Right. Okay, uh, so my question is this. Uh, do people reach out to, okay, so you're, 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 you're a bride or a groom, you're reaching out to photographers, you're reaching out to DJs or bands or florists or whatever. Are those people looking through a list of, you know, however they get to their list, whether it's on a website or whatever, maybe it's even on your just your recommendations. Are they going through that, and they're only reaching out to the people that they could actually see working with, or are they just reaching out to people to, in your experience, to just see what's out there? Okay, awesome question, Eric. Did you have something to say? How, yeah, because I don't know. How do you look at a list and determine who the, who you think you can work with without without talking to someone? I don't know if that's where. No, that's good. So. For full planning, when you contact a planner, when, you know, there are lots of us that do it. My process is I send you, let's I just say photography. I'm going to send you 20. I want you to look at 20. And you're going to narrow that down to 10. Because you just, I mean, photography is an easy one. You look at the site, you're not a big fan. Um, if somebody's veering off course to, like, I, not it, it not making sense to how I see their style and their personality, I will say, you know, hey, why did you skip over these two because I feel like they might be a good fit because maybe they don't realize, you know, what's available. Is it the same 20 every time or are you, are you leaving stuff off the list based on the the couple? Based on the couple, it's never the same because I just know it comes down to, and I tell my clients for planners, for photographers, anybody in your space for that entire day, you need to get along with. So Mm -hmm. I don't care about anything other than can you tolerate this person? I don't care if they are the best photographer 
and they're giving it away for $500. If you hate that person, it is going to be the worst day ever. So 20 to 10, I get some pricing and some ideas, availability. Now we've got five, and then we're going to go down to just talk to three. If you are not working with a planner, I've, I've asked clients who have already booked people, they just go to The Knot or Wedding Wire, look at number of reviews, um, where they were listed, and they just click 20. And then it is done by who got back to me first. I feel like reviews are like, I don't know. I, I have an issue with reviews on all the websites. I don't want to name the websites, but because a lot of them, they're not, they're getting those bad reviews off of there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't know how. I just, I, I can't, I'd never be able to pick someone just based on well, it's not like I'm, reusing the website. I'm not, I'm not asking my clients yeah, to right. leave me bad reviews. Yeah. So if I were to have a client who was unhappy, and I've had one in 10 years, um, I'm not going to be like, hey, could you please, please write a really bad review for me <laughs> real quick? Like, no, I'm not. Um, so I don't, I think that it's hard to establish, and a lot of people have said it's how many they have, so showing that they're, you know, um, doing stuff on a regular basis. Yeah. If you have two, I don't want to, I don't trust that you, you've done enough at that right. point. Um, and I think, I don't know how people do it. I had to find a um, wedding coordinator for someone getting married in North Carolina and I was immediately overwhelmed. Uh, nobody got back to me. I emailed 10. I finally heard from two. One wasn't available and the other one wasn't great. Like, so, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how you pick vendors when you don't have a wedding planner to like sort through the mess for you yeah uh, i'm assuming recommendations from other people yeah friends are hugely important always, yeah. um people that you trust um or maybe you saw them somewhere or you were in a wedding or they happen to have this amazing podcast and you're like oh of course uh-huh. does that ever happen like um for photography it's like uncle bob right mm-hmm. and so does that is there ever like a like an uncle bob version in like the planning realm where oh are you kidding? Where, like, uh, <laughs> you said actually, you just said like the example of like you know brothers, cousins, yep, always father-in-law's daughter uh-huh. <laughs> recommended this person. My bridesmaid wants to be a planner. She's gonna do my wedding for free. Um, my sister's best friend, you know, loved planning her wedding, so she's gonna help me with my wedding for free. And I'm not opposed to that. I understand that sometimes just that's what happens, and you're gonna go with that. But I can guarantee you. It will create more stress trying to work with someone who's trying to figure out how to do this than it would just hiring somebody. Because I I don't want to tell everyone they have to hire the best planner in Cleveland every single wedding. Because some people cannot afford it. But if you're hiring a subpar planner, find the best subpar planner, though. You know, I'm still back to the advocating for talk to enough people so you feel good about hiring mid-level planner or entry-level planner yeah they may be great they're just getting started off so you could get i mean bargain pricing and turns out to be someone that's going to be the biggest planner in in the city in the next two years my planning prices when i started out were eight hundred dollars for day of like horrified now 10 years later they're 1850 but that was how much they were when i first started and I mean, that, that's something I had written down to talk about, it. but you, you pay for what you get you do. Um, a lot of the times, but sometimes you're going to get that diamond in the rough that, that's just starting out and is going to be amazing, but you really, really do pay for what you get. You have to, but you, again, you have to talk to enough of them to understand, and even if someone comes to me and they say, this is a great meeting, I think you're amazing, I want a book, I, I will 100% of the time tell them, 
absolutely not until you've talked to someone else because you need to know why you booked me and that you made a great decision versus you just talked to one person and felt like it was right. Um, I have lost a few clients though, unfortunately, <laughs> but I feel like in the end of the day, they found the right planner for them. I don't want to be the only planner for them. I want them to find the best planner. Mm-hmm. And there are good planners in Cleveland. We have, I have a lot of really good people that I can refer if I'm not the right fit. Yeah, I tell people that in photography all the time is, you know, we're not the, you know, we only are able to take, you know, 50 some odd weddings a year. Right. And that's, uh, our service isn't for everybody. Yeah. Just like a, you know, every planner's service is not for everybody. Absolutely. Find what's right for you. I absolutely agree. And I wish there was a way to like market, um, like very specific to how you actually are. And I think my, as far as my brand goes, I'm, I'm really trying to, to showcase that like we work with anyone. It's, it doesn't have to be over the top. As a matter of fact, I don't want, you know, over the top, very self, I don't want, I no word I say is going to be okay after that. Um, <laughs> I don't, I want somebody that wants an amazing day for everybody. I don't want yes. somebody that's like, this is all about me and right. you know, me, me, me. I'm the best wedding planner there is. I know what's right. Well, I'm going to tell everybody exactly right. what's happening all day long. Right. No, yeah. I went a whole, I think the key that brides and grooms don't have to appreciate, but having, um, all this experience in the hospitality and in almost every different position, I know to prioritize making it work for everybody versus coming in only as a planner ever and thinking, well, this is all about me making sure I get my way and this, this works for me. I want everybody involved Mm -hmm. to work together so that we're all having an awesome day. So so then all the guests are having an awesome day. If I'm a dick about everything, you know, there's a shocking amount of rude, rude vendors out there. I hear it all the time. It's crazy. I have to like preface when I go to new places, like, Hey, I'm, I'm nice. Yeah, but hitting on your point, uh, just the flip side of the coin of, you know, where you were at 10 years ago versus where you're at now, I think we all have an evolution as vendors uh, and professionals in this industry. You know, mm-hmm. I look at f- photos from, you know, when I first started, and I'm like, ooh. Uh, I, know, I, I mean, it's horrible. <laughs> what when was I, I thinking when there? When I spent $800, right? I was like, what was I doing? Uh, oh, my God. You know, and you don't, you don't have that kind of knowledge, like what happens if, what happens if this happens or... And on the flip side of that coin is the the professionals that have been doing it really a really long time, and that's their system, and you follow right. their system. And I feel like that's where the rude factor comes in a lot of times yeah. is this is the way that I do things. Right. I feel like there's always that thing with photographers and videographers or photographers and DJs. I mean, we've talked about that a million times, you know. So, uh, yeah, it's... No, I agree, too. And, and I think I knew from the beginning, which, again, I'm, I valued very much, was working in hospitality. I, I already knew bad stuff that could happen, how crappy it is when your vendors don't get, make a good, solid team. Um, so I knew coming in, like, it was never going to be about me. I was never going to be the center of the day or of what was happening. And I always wanted to make sure everybody had input. And I tell my clients, your photographer knows best for timing for photos, not me. I'm going to give you some timing. But default to them. Your DJ especially knows how to manage the dance floor, how to manage a crowd. I don't know how to do that. So I'm not. I'm going to say that we should do it at this time. But if we get into the day and they see an opportunity for it to be different, we're just going to have to do it that way. Like if you're working with Eric. Because right. it's amazing. And I, I, <laughs> that's the thing with, with planners. I always... Um, the one thing that, I, that my gripe is is I can't get people dancing for four hours. Nobody wants to dance for four hours, so I'm always 
subtly like pushing things back like it's okay we're moving late it's fine yeah but i mean that's i i'll when i have a, a planner like you or you know a melanie um we're not talking about other planners while we're talking sorry about i only said i only said her name <laughs> but i mean you guys are awesome and you know the the day of it's just like you know you guys are going to listen to what i have to say and and i love it and talking about photographers and dj relationship the, there's been so many times where a photographer has never said a word to me at all it's like what don't you want to like know or make sure that yeah. that i'm filling you in i'm always going to do it no matter what um but don't you want to know when stuff is happening and they just are like just totally ignore me well the key and i think about this happens all the time and again it's really hard for us to sit here as what I, I would say are good vendors and understand how this happens. But I don't always work with good vendors, like I said. Um, a with, story. I want to hear a story. Even with first dance, you know, father, daughter, mother, son, these really critical moments, I will have to, you know, the DJ might start this and the photographer is not in the room. So, like, I have to manage getting everybody together, letting them know, like, hey, we can't do this. Like, you can't do it without everybody in here. And I tell my clients the same thing. Like, I'm going to corral everybody, and we're not going to do anything until I make sure you're ready, you're ready, I'm ready, and we get everything situated. It's happened Okay, rag so on the photographer, times. rag on the photographer. I get it. It, I, it, was, <laughs> it is not you. No, yeah, it's, it's rarely a photographer. It's, I get venues a lot that are pushing things to start. And yeah, nobody's for around, sure, for sure. and it's like, what? What difference does it matter to you what time we start something? We're only going until this time, anyways. Yeah. Why do we need to start dancing at eight o'clock and we're going till midnight? Well, that's what I tell people too. When hiring a planner, we work for you. It's not that your venue doesn't care about you and, and love you. And, they don't and care about you. They, they, but, they, <laughs> but they don't because their job is to stay employed with that venue. It is not to make sure you get everything you want. That's my job because I work for you directly. Right. I do think, though, on the venue side of things, a lot of it... Not all venues. Around, I don't want to... Yeah, no, I think a lot of it centers around dinner and getting a hot dinner on the table for yeah. everybody. In so, so many instances, in so many instances, that's what it is. Well, and that, so. Most of the time, that's not even controlled by us. That's dependent on the uh, the toast. God, the toast can go so long. The and toast, man. Yeah. I, I mean, I've had a few times where I've suggested to a venue, hey, do you mind, can we get the salads out before the toast? And then you end up... I had a... Um, God, it was like a cousin or something give a 45 minute speech and i had yeah. been saying we got to get the toast out we got to get or the the salads and then we ended up with an hour and a half of dancing and it was an amazing crowd and i was so disappointed because i wanted to dance with them for three hours but it happens can i say one last thing just i you were talking just a minute ago about uh something now i forget what it was but i wanted to talk about just the idea of being timid and how I think that we've all worked for somebody else in this industry. Yeah. And it was those people that pushed us in that role as, you know, an assistant or whatever it was uh, to go and outside of our comfort level. And I think that, you know, when you have a, a photographer that doesn't talk to the DJ or yeah. you have a, you know, a venue, you know, a venue person that's not talking to the planner or whatever it is, it's because those people aren't comfortable going outside of that box. Right. And, and so it, it's really important, I think, that you would agree when you're selecting vendors to find people that are outgoing and people that are, you know, able to manage going outside of the that's their actually comfort awesome. zone. And I was talking to... Um a client today about picking a florist and she was like well what in the world 
do I do to figure out what florist is the best florist for me? Because they're all going to do flowers, you know, and, and I, if I'm recommending them, they're all reliable, successful, you know, reputable companies. And I said, you need to have a phone conversation with them. And she said, well, what, am, what in the world am I going to talk to the florist about? And I said, it really actually doesn't matter what it is you talk about. It's can you connect with them? Do you feel comfortable yeah. leaving that in their hands? Just carry on any conversation because you'll know if they get you or not. Right. If they're responding, if they're connecting with what you're saying and your ideas and have that 20-minute conversation and then decide from there, you know, do you want to work with them? Because, of course, I, I can recommend 10 awesome florists. You have to pick, narrow it down and pick one how. And it's, you know, do you connect? Did they respond? Where are we fitting within the budget? Yeah, we're just checking off all my boxes here because I had comfortability lit, written down on my list. I mean, it's, I think it's, it's n- so number important. one. Yeah. Five. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I mean, I think it's key. And I think that's when I first started, I would take anybody that sat down with me that wanted to book me. And as I've progressed, you know, I've, I've found that if you guys don't connect and, and typically we see it as a vendor first because brides and grooms are very emotional and, and excited to get moving um, a vendor being more practical, I won't take people that, that I don't feel comfortable with or that I don't feel would be comfortable with my planning process and how I want to work because I don't want either of us to end up having a bad time. Hmm. Have you ever had to put your foot down when someone's picking something or they did pick something and say, no, I can't do it? Um, I did. I think I've had people when they've used somebody, and I, I always offer to interview a vendor if I don't know them, like if they found... Joe's cousin, sister's brother's friend. Doing, you know, I, I'll talk with them. Let me see their site. I'll, I'll do that whole process for them. And I've, I have had people ha- to sign a contract stating that, like, I didn't necessarily believe that it was in their best interest to hire this XYZ vendor, and that like they were agreeing that I had said that, and that they were choosing to move forward anyway. It's very uncomfortable because they're they. I think they feel offended. Mm-hmm. But I, I really. Who the the client or the vendor? Or the both? client. I don't talk to the vendor about it. But that's got to be getting back to them somehow, right? Um, potentially. If it's like a, you know, that family friend or something. Oh, I see, I see, yeah. Yeah, I don't think I've ever actually done it to a family friend because it's a sensitive yeah. spot. I had an amazing wedding at the Hyatt Arcade at Christmas. Beautiful, just everything about the wedding was stunning, glittery gold, beautiful. And the uncle shot the wedding, and I couldn't use pictures, and it was sad. I don't work with family anymore. <laughs> yeah, I think it's it, and it is too it's for, tough. for you for for me even. I don't I don't do family weddings. I don't do if friends want help, I will sit down and, and consult with them for free, but I, I won't do weddings because it's really hard to find people that respect the level that you work at when they when they kinda know you. I did little quotations here. Know right. you. And that that's something I kinda of fell into this year is that I don't I don't really want to do stuff for friends or, or mm-hmm. families friends families or anything like that anymore because they don't realize that this is what i do literally every weekend and they're underestimating what i'm able to do and you know how i'm controlling the evening um and it's it's super frustrating i want to ask because i we're talking about good vendors and i think i think 100 percent of people could agree okay 95 in fact be like super realistic could agree the cleveland music group is top Great service, great quality, consistent. I mean, if I've ever, ever had issues, they are managed so well that I forget that there were issues in the first place ever. Um, what if someone can't afford 
leave a music group? What if we're coming in and of course they should, and of course I'm going to say you should, and you find the money and I want to, I want to make a statement here that I, I carry and it's very, very important. It is better to have an amazing wedding with 50 people than a subpar letdown wedding with 300 people. Mm -hmm. People do not want to listen to that, but I feel like if you can't have a great wedding because you have to invite 300 people, don't have it. It's better to not let down 300 I people. I say that week in and week with out. With a horrible day. I couldn't agree with you more. Crappy food, some low end, you know, music system playing. Just get rid of some of your guests. Don't sacrifice the quality of what you could give the people that are the most important to you. And family dynamics play so much into that. I know. Um, but, you know, it's really important uh, to, to have honest communication with your immediate family to make them understand, hey, this is what it could be, and this is what you know, you're know. Yeah. you kind of forcing me to, to have, and it's not going to be anywhere near what we really want it to be. Right. So... Um, back to that though, Cleveland Music Group. So let's say you got a client, Eric, and of course I, I recommend you guys 100% of the time, but they just can't afford it. What are people supposed to do in that situation? I'm not saying you tell me who you'd recommend. I'm saying like, even for me, I find myself like, what do I do? And so I have found cheaper wedding planners that I can occasionally. I mean, it's tough. We're, I mean, we're not going to, you know, recommend another yeah. DJ company, it's just, it ends up being what it is. It's, you know, we have to pay musicians, we have to pay DJs, and, you know, we have we have options, and I'm not going to turn this into a sales pitch, but we have, like, options where you don't get to choose the DJ, and we choose the DJ for you. Yeah. Which is how the majority of, um, you know, DJ or production companies work, is you just buy a package, and then they assign you a DJ. Right. But, I mean, we're talking about picking the right vendors. Which I'm terrified you can't, about, yeah. You can't do that. You no. can't trust someone else to pick a vendor for you. Um, so, I mean, we don't even pitch that in, until it comes to, you know, we don't have this much. So, I mean, we have the, the lower pricing where we have that option, but I mean, we, we can't yeah. recommend somebody else. It's just not going to happen. No, and I, I, I don't want yeah. no, like, to look at what do we do for all the people that can't spend the money, but there is a dynamic of, if you can't, if you can't afford $600 for a DJ, you probably shouldn't be having a wedding. Again, it, yeah, I, it absolutely goes back to what I what I was saying is stop having a wedding for 400 people that exactly. is just low quality across the board. Mm -hmm. Have a wedding for 75 people. You're going to talk to 300 of those 400 yeah. people anyway. And I get, I, this is getting into something else. I don't know if this is off topic or not, but... Have we stayed you know, on topic at all? I'll, uh, so I'll have a <laughs> wedding and, you know, I can do everything in the book to try and get people to dance, but if the bride and groom aren't dancing... You know, the crowd might be older or something. Then it just turns into, if if you knew you weren't going to dance, yes. if you know your guests weren't going to dance, why are you having a dancing reception? Do something you like to do. All the time I get, find me the best DJ because right. I want everybody yeah. to dance. And I have said all the time, it's not going to matter if your DJ does a million magic tricks. If your guests don't dance and don't like dancing, it's not going to happen. Right. Go Nobody's to, go to a bowling alley. There's tons of awesome bowling alleys. Have a bowling. If you like to bowl, throw bowling a bowling alley. party. I what? will say I have been surprised by. I look at some crowds and I'm like, oh, this is not a dancing. Crowd. Oh yeah, and I've, then all of a sudden it's like, but the a full dance right. they, they know, know for sure. Yeah, I mean, I've been wrong 
all the time. You know, I, I take a look at a, a crowd and it's older, and I'm just like, there's no way. There's no way this is going to happen. And then I end up with three hours of awesome dancing, and I'm just like, all right, that's great. And you know what? They'll, they'll be, you know, weddings where the crowd doesn't dance, and I still get the bride and groom coming up to me and saying, oh, that was so much fun. Okay, well, that's, I mean, that's all that matters to me. I still go home with my head hanging pretty low because I felt like I did a bad job, but... Oh, my God, I never thought about that. Oh. What? I never really thought about that, like, that that, 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 that is disappointing to you. No, if I... I wouldn't... I mean, even if I say a name wrong, I, I like, write the whole wedding off. I'm like, ah, that was terrible. That is terrible, actually. I can't, I can't make you feel better about that. It doesn't happen very often. I try not to. Damn it. It's the same way, it's the same way with every vendor, I feel like, right? I mean, like, I... I mean, my getting ready location with the girls may not be the best lighting, but yeah. I, you know, I, I do understand what you, what you mean though. You go home at the end of the day and you're like, oh, I wish I would have had that one back. Oh, <laughs> I mean, can, is there, I mean, weddings are notoriously just chaos. Right. So there, I don't think there's any way I've ever left a wedding and been like, okay, that was a hundred percent on it. Perfect magic. I did everything right. Um, you know, I, I feel like it was, I've never let anyone see me panic. So, like, that's the key. Like, it's all about micro-adjustments. Yeah. All day. Melissa calls it the uh, the blissful chaos. Yeah. I, will. I don't think... The, I don't feel like it's, it's blissful. blissful a lot, but, yeah, I, I mean, chaos... I'm going to stick with just chaos. Just chaos. Just chaos. I don't think blissful. I don't... I mean, I love weddings, but, like, that's... that. I mean, the next day, yeah. I am... It's not my feet, dude. I'm emotionally, like, fried because I put everything into that day and, like, making sure nobody else experienced stress or panic. I kept it all. And, like, the next day, I can't, I can't even function. I'm like, no. That's why I like working with planners, because I don't have to have that <laughs> feeling the next day. <laughs> no, it's horrible. And I think I don't think people, and Eric, I think you said it, too. Like, people don't understand how much it takes out of you. It's not just, can you just walk around my wedding and boss people around? Or can you just play music behind, the, behind that table? Can you just grab a couple pictures? What's the big deal? I mean, when you're a good, successful vendor... You are committed and really uh, emotionally invested in what you're doing, or else you wouldn't be a good vendor. I mean, I don't know who's detached and, like, running around doing successful things and, like, not interested at all in what they're doing. They're... Party bus drivers? Party bus drivers. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> a, to, a to B. Some. We went over 15 minutes. Give me give me some more. Yeah. Not all. There's some... Uh, we'll get into that another time. There, I've worked with some really great drivers before. And Can you guys like, do a yeah. whole podcast where, uh, like... Drivers? Like, where, no, where we're, like, you, like, don't... You, like, muffle our voices so you don't know and we can talk shit about, like, <laughs> all the bad experiences that we've had. I didn't have to name names. I just really think there'd be a great opportunity to just, like, get out all of this stuff that I've held in. I feel like this is... That's how this kind of started when we were sitting at a table at a wedding at, at Windows. Uh, me and Dustin and Melissa just... just complaining about stuff for certain venues or certain people and it, it's like we need to talk about this write a book yeah i thought about that too. It, would be, it would immediately be dated because of how quickly yeah. everything changes mm-hmm. and you you the brides and grooms don't know what we know about the venues and the vendors so they don't ha- they don't have that experience coming in so that's why i think it's so valuable to take advice from the vendors that you are working with to to listen to what they're saying because even if i can't tell you Every incident that happened, if I don't think you should work with, you know, X, Y, Z, there's a reason. And it's impo- it's an important enough reason because I will very, very rarely not, like, specifically not refer someone and say, like, no, I don't think you should work with this person. And, like, there, I mean, there's a very short list. But there, Who is it? I would never, ever share that. But I would, I mean, but I, there are. You people- can just email me later. 
there are people that I always refer, including music group, and I hate to like sound like I'm plugging this, like you're the sponsor of the... You this week, Scott last week. Uh-huh. I know, and I don't mean to, but it's really important to me to get good service and, and be respected when I'm working with someone and have someone take my clients seriously and, and make them feel important, and that does not happen often enough as far as I'm concerned. So when you have in you guys one red door, a plug you guys too. Yeah. Um, I mean, nice. same thing. Like, or else we wouldn't be all be sitting here. But like, same exact thing. And that for photography, that's very rare that that you're getting anything other than just very random intermittent service. And people just don't realize how important that is until they get it. And that's again back to why you have to talk to multiple vendors. Then you'll know. Like when I tell people to go talk to other wedding planners, they come back and they're like, "Oh my god, no, you're absolutely the best." I mean, the best clients I've had have said, I interviewed every planner, eight other eight planners in Cleveland before I booked you, and I wanted you because you were the best out of them. And they appreciate and value and listen more so than my clients are like, oh, I loved you, let's just sign right now. And that goes back to that point of just taking, having somebody that's taking charge. It doesn't, you know, planner, yes, got to yeah. take charge. Photographer, yes, got to yeah. take charge at certain times. DJ got to take charge of certain times, even the florist, you yep. know, there's, you just got to have people in place. And that's, you know, I always tell people just on the topic of how, you know, a lot of, I get the question a lot too. How do you, how do I choose other people? Yeah. Um, yeah. Just pick people that are in control of the day and know what they're doing. Uh, that's the, the number one thing in, from, from my perspective. Here's something new that, that I've run into just, uh, you know, booking bands and DJs. Um, so you have a venue, and you book the venue, um, speaking as the client, and I don't know if they tell you this beforehand or after you sign, but they say you have to, this is our, our entertainment company, and if you don't sign with them, you have to pay a fee. What? Okay. Well, that's, that's, a, that's a good enough answer. I've never, never heard ever that one. heard that. Well, there's a couple of those. Wow. I would be horrified. I wonder if there's a photography yeah. fee, too. I know I that... Know. Um, Oh, I can't. I forget. Like, never mind. I can't say anything. Yeah, we don't want to name names. I was like, like, oh, I got this. Never mind. Now I'm like, nope, I don't. Um, I can't imagine that they wouldn't know ahead of time that that happened. Um, But I can't. I know that a lot of... Yeah, I don't don't know the actual dynamics of when they're made aware of it. I mean, you'd have to tell them in advance, You would think so. Yeah, I mean, that would be that much worse if, if you don't know ahead of time, but... I think you'd get out of that contract. I will say, though, that wedding professionals are notorious for putting in weird things into contracts i i, I feel like okay, I, i've heard a lot of weird stories started with like two paragraphs and every situation i've run into where it's become complicated i've added more added to my more, contract yeah. to cover we're up to seven pages now I i'm think, up to for actually us. 47 pages <laughs> <laughs> you have to initial every page too that says i read this thoroughly and i agree with everything she said yeah we have that too yeah it's really important yeah it really is so important because i mean i'm a, I, I like things to be done timely and I want to be able to manage them with you. Like, so there's very clear information that says, like, you are going to actively be involved. You are going to respond. You, you know, this process is something you're invested in because I can't, I don't know what to do with you if I'm not hearing from you. If you're not getting back to me, I can't book vendors for you. I might be giving away a, a, a little trade secret here, but in every single consultation I have with a bride and groom, I tell them the same thing almost verbatim, and I say, I don't care if I ever talk to you again. Obviously, I want to, right? right? But um, 
I it's absolutely imperative for you to go and shop around for photographers and compare gallery to gallery yes. and contract to contract. I say the exact same thing to and every one of my clients. It's so important. They that they that they have to see and it especially God help me with photography, compare what you're getting to what the other person is offering, not pricing to pricing because $3,200 here and $1,800 here might mean that you're paying $4,000 for your photos with that $1,800 photographer. Like, you absolutely have to get yourself a spreadsheet, mark out eight hours, two photographers, or, you know, engagement. What is included? What are you getting? Because you have no idea. And I tell every person that talks to me, if you're not going to hire me, I'm at least going to make you leave this appointment and be able to pick a good, solid planner by knowing what to look for and what you should be asking them. Because if it's not me, I don't want you to end up with somebody wrong for you just because you found somebody cheap. And again, if you can't afford it and you need a cheap planner, interview a couple cheap planners. Get the best cheap planner. Don't mm-hmm. just say, well, I saw this person on Facebook and they do day of for $250. Oh, Facebook. I know. Or Inst- I don't know. I don't wanna... Craigslist. Craigslist. Oh, my God. I just start advertising on Craigslist. Just see what happens. Do it. Yeah, do don't it. do that. No, I, I don't even go on, I don't go on Craigslist for anything. Um, I don't know. Did we talk about the Facebook groups last week? The, oh God, I can't I, deal I with hate, it. I oh cannot my God. deal with it. It's just like the seventh circle of hell. I'm going to publicly discuss this, and I'm going to be an unpopular opinion in this point for some people, but I don't even know how, as a photographer, someone can post, I want really good photography, it has to be the best, it's so important to us, but we're only willing to spend $800. And yet, somehow... 42 comments later, they have options because I'm floored. I think in, in, in any regard, and this might go back to, you, to the question that you posed to Eric earlier uh, with, you know, how to recommend, a, a, you know, another DJ service or something like that. I think that just wedding professionals in general, they're, uh, they're willing to almost, maybe not, they're willing to, to try to get the business as you know, best they can by adjusting whatever it is that they normally do, which is really weird to me because we only have one package. Yeah. Uh, and so it's like, this is our package. If you don't like it, there's, you know, we're the right photography group for somebody else then. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, my date's going to get filled anyway. I don't like saying it like that, but that's true. Well, it's, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, that's true, I'm not right. trying to be mean about no, it, but, but like somebody's going to book 100%. me. If it's not you, that's okay. Yes. Like, don't you shouldn't feel bad. I don't feel bad. Let's not do this. Right. And, but there's but people will adjust. People will. Oh, you know, I'll I'll give you an hour of coverage for right, for your right, for right. your eight hundred dollar budget or something like right. that. You know. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. And, and they'll they'll adjust, but that's such a, a wrong way to. To, to go because if somebody's not able to provide you what they normally do and you're looking at their website yes. and you're seeing what they normally do, yes. what you're paying for isn't what they normally do like, because sure, they've customized it no to you. No edits. Yeah. No, you know, you get 50 pictures. Yeah. You gotta, you know, you have to know that. Uh, although, I don't know who, in, I mean, because I see those posts and I swear nothing. They, I, I can't even watch. I can't look at them. I mean, it's stressing me out so bad. Um, but they can't possibly be, be functioning in a good outcome with only charging $500. Like, I would love to tell you that I could charge $500. I cannot charge $500. So much time and energy goes into wedding planning. And I get a ton of, and I see them posted too, um, 
you know, I, need, I just need a wedding planner for the day of just to show up and make sure everything's okay. Um, and I, you know, like, can somebody do that for $500? And the idea that somebody could show up on your wedding day without having right. prepped you, planned you, organized you, I absolutely cannot show up and say that I can manage your wedding day because how in the world do I know? I don't know. I have no idea what you've done. What you? What if you planned 45 minutes for salads and 22 minutes for dinner and you hired, you know, vendors that I don't know, I don't know. Um, I would never, I would never, I would be, I would give up my business before I would start doing that because I would just be horrified at what, how that would turn out. I'm trying to be really, like, politically safe here, but, that, right. but that vendor posting this thing kind of got... This is the circle of trust, Brandy. It is, no, it's, the not, no, it's, not, it's public. <laughs> <laughs> so somebody's going to hear this and I could get a really nasty email. Just like, stay away from Facebook groups. We love don't our do Facebook it. group. Brandy, how dare you say that we shouldn't charge $800? Can anybody recommend a reasonably priced DJ? <laughs> reasonably priced is my least favorite phrase now. It's just like... I responded one time, oh and I said, what does that mean? Because I have no idea what you think is reasonably right. priced. Quotes again. I can't, no one can see me. So many quotes. Um, I, that's, a, that's not a real statement. And now, say, can someone... What's the cheapest someone can DJ for? <laughs> they should say where where's the cheapest you got going don't you usually work on like um a, a percentage system as far as like this is allocated percentage for right. this category and that category right, but if you only category. have five thousand dollars for your wedding even if 30 percent of your budget right you know you're still i think there should be you know what there should be is one of those percentage things but it should correlate to like um, hey, if you only have $5,000 for your wedding, this is how many people you should I expect agree. to have. God, you know why what I mean? That happen? You I, should make that. I think that, but they don't, people don't listen to that. You'd like, be a millionaire. People would be downloading that all day long. All like, events pie charts. Because <laughs> I really want more to do. Like, definitely committing to. I mean, it's just a quick algorithm. <laughs> you got it. Got it. It's fine. You don't have anything on your plate. I have nothing going on. Literally, <laughs> like, nothing. I picked up a couple new venues. That's super exciting because I love the idea of helping venues serve my clients better because so many of them yeah, are that's missing. That's fantastic. And, and the, the, key, the key to that is, is that I'm not looking at every venue and saying you have to be at the level of Hillbrook. I'm saying if you're at mid-level, be the best mid-level venue mm-hmm. you can be. Don't be crappy because you're mid-level. Right. If you're a low-end budget venue... Be an amazing, you know, only offer the basics, but offer the, them the best you can. And that's kind of what I want to be able to do with venues is not come in and change everything you're doing so that you can only get high-end clients. It's just serve every client awesome. Not, so, you know, I, I, I can't even name venues. I have a venue I won't work at anymore at all, ever. And I, have, I, I have three. Certainly. Well, I have two. One, one I just won't, <laughs> but one I won't because it's horrible. I mean, their service, their quality. Their, I mean, I'm just, I don't know how they book. And, and I guess they don't care, but you could get better clients. You could get, you could start making more money. You could be a better space if you just focus on what you do well in doing it and focusing on that, just that. Sorry, I'm just writing down to ask you later what venues you're talking about. <laughs> there, I mean, there's one I will totally, like, I would share with you openly, but not over the, the now that I, I'm like terrified now like never mind I don't want to I will never go back there again if someone paid me double my fee oh god I want to know so bad um I think we might be able to put a bow on the topic uh is there anything else that that you wanted to talk about uh, as far as picking the right vendor did we did we discuss that at all 
We touched I think on we it did. briefly. I think a little bit. Briefly, like I'm not. I feel like it wasn't a thorough discussion, of course, but we covered some pieces. Um, I think we covered a lot of what I think you need to look for, and you know, a big thing for me in the planning process is just trying to help everyone, even if they don't have. 80,000, 50,000, you know, because that's, they still deserve to have an amazing wedding, but certainly they have to respect what that is. And I, it's, it's not that you can't look for an inexpensive photographer or DJ, but you need to respect and value what they're doing too. Not just want them cheaply because you don't think they really do anything. Cause that's unacceptable to me. I mean, that's everybody has priorities. Well, yeah, they should be good quality. People. They should be the same priorities that we have. Yes. <laughs> Go into debt to afford the best vendors uh, for your wedding day and pay it off for the next 20 years. It'll be amazing. No, I would never recommend that, by the way. Please, Scott. No. I'm just going to isolate that and use it as a sound bite. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I want you to play that everywhere forever now. That'd be great. Um, so, we're going to wrap that up. Uh, next segment here, and Brandy doesn't know about this. Um, every week we do a one star review. So. It's I go favorite, on. It's our favorite time. I'm terrified immediately. I go on Yelp, uh, pick a city, and then I pick a some kind of wedding vendor, and I look for their worst review. Um, and we're going to read the review. I'm not going to name the company. Oh, okay. Um, and we just kind of discuss what this person said about this particular well, vendor. This is awesome. All right. Um, so this is from Sacramento, California. I don't know why I picked it. I just. It's a one star review from one Yelp. One star review from Yelp. That's the only place you can really get good one star reviews. Do I have Yelp reviews? I don't even know. We can look later. That's all right. Um, I think you would know if you did, though. They'd probably. Yeah, let somebody you know. would have said, hey. So this, <laughs> this is from a. Uh, this is for a wedding planner in, in Sacramento. Her name is in the name of the, the thing, so I'm going to change her name. We're just going to call her Tina. I okay. love how you have your copy redacted. Yeah. Oh, I just need to make sure I don't say it. Yeah, it's good. I love it. It's perfect. So here we go. One star review for a wedding planner in Sacramento, California. Named Tina. My husband and I hired Tina for day of coordinator and met with her four weeks before the wedding. During our first face-to-face encounter, Tina was very unprofessional and rude to the events coordinator for our venue. Apparently earlier that day she had a bad phone conversation with the events coordinator (laughs) that made her react the way she did. I left the meeting alarmed about whom we had hired. Shortly after, I emailed Tina regarding the incident. She apologized for her behavior and said 90% of the time she does not lose her temper. She lost her temper. Tina focused way too much on the timeline with very little attention to detail. She sent several final timelines that had inaccurate information. At first, she sent the timeline to all the vendors without going over it with my husband for me. This created a lot of confusion. Two weeks before the wedding, two of my vendors refused to work with Tina. During the mishap, I had to intervene as Tina was passing info to the vendors that created a bit of animosity within my vendors. Uh, I explained the miscommunication incident caused by Tina, and the three vendors worked great with each other after. Um, Throughout the last three weeks, I asked Tina to communicate any changes, info to me before passing it to the other vendors. As I noticed a lot of miscommunication between Tina and most of the vendors. The last week prior to my wedding, Tina was extremely rude, and my husband had to intervene a few times and explain to her that that she was coming off a bit rude via email. She was upset that I was taking her timeline apart and told my husband that I needed to change my attitude so that everything could flow smoothly. 
However, her very last final timeline, three days before the wedding, had me, the bride, getting picked up by an Uber and dropped off by a limo. (laughs) Her, Her response was always, the timeline can be modified. Though little details can confuse people, especially if she is providing the backbone for the vendors. Overall, the wedding day was fantastic, thanks to my amazing vendors. However, the planning process was more hectic than it should have been. On a positive note, Tina is very responsive to emails. <laughs> okay, what I want... Uh, also, what I hold on one second. Best part of it, she only gets mad 90% of the time. Only 90% or, of the time. Only 10% of the time does she get mad. <laughs> that, that little guy? Don't worry about that little guy. I wanted the, the review to start out with, I posted on a Facebook page looking for a planner <laughs> who would work for $500. I got this great recommendation from someone <laughs> I didn't know. Someone who said, hey, I'll do it for $500. That's Horrifying. Um, I don't understand why it, the contract wasn't just terminated. I mean, I would just say no thank you at that point. Why did, this, why did the schedule out. change so many times? <laughs> you would think there would be why some basic things like, hey, we're going to have getting ready, then the, the ceremony, and then picture time, and then a reception. Then, then Uber. And I was like, fine when you said she wasn't getting along with the venue coordinator okay but then then it was lost her temper so like not just not getting along but like created an issue scene that only happens 10 percent of the time but don't worry it's only 10 percent of the time it will be the entire time with you but it will you're my 10th wedding of the year oh shit this is it like you're getting this full 10 percent the rest of my clients don't but you get it that's horrifying i would i want to know why the the other vendors refuse to work with her i want to know exactly what happened and i want to talk to those people i'm guessing there's not a response on this one Did she follow up and leave? You guessed wrong. What? (laughs) What? Yeah. This is the greatest experience. I love this. So we we do have a response from Tina. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. So I'm gonna go ahead and read that. Um, It's a little bit long, but. uh, Oh my god, what? Well, (laughs) all right, here we go. This is Tina's response. Sorry, I'm gonna change the bride's name. Hi, Shireen. I am happy to hear that your wedding was fantastic, thanks to your vendors. What? I appreciate your feedback and will use it better to better serve my future clients. I take my business seriously and continuously strive to provide the best possible service to all my clients. Except on, for that 10% of the time. On your wedding, my assistant and I went above and beyond to ensure that you had an amazing wedding day. Number one, the venue did not have enough staff to do setup of the ballroom, so my assistant and I stepped in and helped the venue manager place the flatware and glassware on the tables. Number I mean, two... We helped the florist with placing all the decor elements. Number three, the lanterns were placed on the table. Oh, the lanterns that were placed on the table had LED candles that began to melt inside the lanterns. Since this was a fire hazard, I pulled all the lanterns off the guest tables and removed the LED candles. Also, I pulled the real candles out of the lanterns. What? Yeah, why did that? Sorry. We'll we'll come back to that. Okay. And let them cool down. They were then put back into the lanterns and placed on the tables. I also notified the florist regarding the LED candles melting. Uh, Number four, when the venue ran out of food at the buffet and I got a status from the venue staff when additional food would be ready, I also updated guests who were not fed yet and gave them a status report when the the food. Doesn't make sense. Number five. Right before the toast, I helped pour sparkling wine since there was not enough venue staff to do this. Number six, I went around to each table and handed out the macarons. Oh, it has macarons here, but I'm assuming they were macarons because everybody gets that wrong. Since guests were not eating very many. 
Number seven. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't read number six before. I, I'm reading this right now, so that one's pretty funny. Like here, I, eat, I mean, eat I, this. I don't know where she went she, above she turned into a server. Hold on, we got one more. Number seven. During the second half of the reception, I helped the venue staff bust the dishes and remove bottles and cans from the tables. At the end of the day, it sounds like you had a great time at your wedding, so I am very happy to hear that. I also feel confident in my work because I was still able to coordinate with all your vendors during your wedding and was even able to step in when the venue needed it. If anyone has any questions on this review, feel, please feel free to reach me at, oh, and she email. puts her email, email address. I, mean, I want to email her. Uh, Can we call her right now? Oh, like, my God. That would be I, so great. First off, she never addressed any She didn't address anything. She didn't take any accountability for anything that she did, not even the 10%. Like, she didn't address one thing that the bride said. And just said, I had to do some stuff that wedding planners do on wedding days. Right. She like, listed... We do all like, of that stuff. She listed like little chores that she did. But that's what we're there but to do. But she was supposed to do it. So why why are you listing these things? So you and an assistant, and you did a bunch of stuff, and really, Congratulations! You did it! Yeah, like you did your job. <laughs> awesome. Like, of course it sucks if the venue's not following... But, like, that's why we're there in case of emergencies, and we if we need to step in, that's what we do. Like, good, good job. Um, that is the... Why were there LED candles and real candles in the same lantern? I'd love what to see what melting, that looks like. like what the was, LED candles were how, melting. I've never had an LED candle melt. Well, if they're in the same if they were on fire, enclosed area yeah, as they, a candle, why would what? I know why. Why is that you, happening? Wasn't she? It don't. Who picks up the centerpieces? Right. Why? I don't understand. Maybe they, any were, of it. maybe they were provided by the venue. The venue didn't seem that. Good the florist. She said the florist. Oh, oh, the florist. Yeah. Yeah, but if she wasn't getting along with the venue because she doesn't like it, she's going to say that the venue sucks. And that they, she had to do all this extra work yeah. because of the venue. I would love that venue to respond to that review. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish I had. And I would, wish I knew vendors. the venue and I could look up their Yelp page. You should have oh my goodness. emailed her prior to this and had a follow-up follow-up that we could have discussed. The venue I, actually had a question about the review and contacted her via email. Yes. <laughs> Awesome. That'd be pretty amazing. That was awesome, and that was like a real bad review. Like I've seen people get bad reviews that are really just way off. Like you can see what happens. There's nitpicky stuff. Yeah, and, yeah, just stuff where you're just like, I didn't see the, I didn't see the photographer for 15 minutes, and you know, just very random. Where you're like, okay, well that's, you're, calm down. But like that was legitimate awful. No wedding vendor should be called rude that many times. I don't know. And, and still get paid. Who has to who has to use intervene so much? Like if you had to intervene that many times on behalf of the person you hired to do your wedding, I will tell people halfway through, if you don't feel comfortable right now, this is a waste of your money. And we shouldn't do this. I'll get I'm happy to like I mean, no one ever has thought that, but like I always feel like if you're still panicking and stressing out, like this isn't worth it. But clearly that is the case. I want I wanna see all her reviews. And you're going to give me the name after. <laughs> they, uh, I'm going to start stalking there's her. There's a lot of exchanging of names <laughs> happening after this. There was, there, was other, there was other reviews. There was, there was only a couple other one stars on her. Yeah, but you know they you were, shouldn't have any. They were too long. I, I couldn't what? use them because they were much, much longer than these. They were thorough. Yes. People were really, really yes. angry. Very bad at her. They had yeah. a notepad the day of. They were taking notes <laughs> the day of their wedding. No, I feel like you... But the problem is, when you are crappy leading up to the wedding, they're going to be looking for things that you're doing wrong. And that's the big Yeah, problem. always. Yep. So you have per- the It's perception. Yes. 
Perception is reality for for everybody. And anything little stuff that I would maybe do, you know, that I would do anyway, um, I stand and watch, like, what's going on. I don't know. Like, someone would say, like, oh, well, she just stood there. Like, that's what I do. You know, or she put the cards away early. You know, you could find things that are really random if you're already angry. And and that's why I would never, that's why I tell every bride, like, if you just don't feel great, like, let's Mm -hmm. not because Mm -hmm. you're not going to feel better. I've never had anyone do that. I mean, I would do that. I would rather lose a client midway and let them find somebody than force them because of my contract to continue on and hate the process. Right. I wish there's so much more information. I wish I had. I have so many about questions. Tina. I won't be able to sleep tonight. Actually, oh, Tina. I need to follow up with Tina. Tina. She needs my coaching services. <laughs> can we? Can I email Tina and say, "Hey, it can help you be a good." Planner. I have a feeling Tina's not in business anymore. I have a feeling Tina wouldn't listen. She only has three. Well, there's only three reviews actually on here. Oh. We yeah. should have Tina on the show. I want to hear her talk about her temper. Oh, we only have the good people on the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's the best. Maybe we can. Can we? Is there a way to secretly have someone horrible on without them knowing? That's why they're on. That would be we'll a little record cool. a little that intro would be a little beforehand. That's for sure. It'd be great. I would love that. Is um, that what you did to me? No. And then, <laughs> Surprise! Ha <laughs> ha! We didn't want to tell you. So that was our one star review. That was awesome. I love it. The next uh, next segment we do is, is feedback. So this is when when we're pumping these out week after week, and we're able to respond to you guys on a regular basis. Um, you know, we'll be going over email and, and tweets and Instagram that kind of feedback from you guys. Um, but we don't have that yet because we're not publishing yep. these. So come January, once we're doing that, we'll do it. But Brandy, was this good for you? Yes. Is it good? What's a, that's a funny question. Was, get, I mean, uh, I really, really try to keep it together. Can well, you not ask that question I, to anyone else? Because it's just wildly. That was, I yeah. specifically wrote it that way for you because I knew you would appreciate I'm it. I'm very professional, but that caught me way too off guard. Um, but, yes, it was really incredible. I, I, I had an amazing time, and I love talking. So. Is that, Justin uh, is uh, now out of commission. Is there, is there anything that we can do to improve this for guests like you? Probably not ask that question at the end because you lost. Yeah, I like it. You're the only person I'm going to ask that question to this way. <laughs> no, it was that's awesome. the best question we've had yet. <laughs> that was the best review I've ever ever heard in my life. No, that's amazing. You should never tell. I guess they'll know once they start listening to it. I love being surprised by that like concept. If I knew ahead of time, I would have been like waiting for it. Oh, yeah, that's I'm why gonna, we don't tell you ahead of time. I'm going to start finding some and like. It's fun. It's not as that. easy as you would think. Like, I, I devote too much time to oh, that. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. I don't do that. <laughs> I feel like one star reviews in Cleveland, you're just out of business. That's not like a, you don't have a thing, like. Yeah. Or, you, or you just, I mean, if that happens, then you just, you're on Facebook all day. You're on the Facebook groups. Yeah. Offering your services hey for guys, $500. Hey, guys. bucks. Craigslist. Craigslist, um, dude. Craigslist. So, the next, as we're, as we're wrapping up here, um, last thing we do is we get a hashtag for the episode. So, as people are discussing it. They can, you know, they can hashtag it, and we know which episode they were listening to and, and what they're talking about. So, I know I wrote down a couple of things, ideas for a hashtag. Do you have any ideas for a hashtag for this episode, Brandy? No, I should have had prior notice to this question because I didn't want really, you to. put me on the spot, and I don't, I'm not very good at this. Dustin, new? Do you? Uh, yeah, I think my hashtag today is going to be hashtag Planet Right. Ooh, love that. And I would is that like the is that like the planetary like planet right yes planet 
Right. I would um, say um, awesome attracts awesome. I'm trying to get that on a T-shirt. Oh, that's a good T-shirt. Oh, that is good. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I had a couple written down. I wrote down hashtag never not working and Ooh, I like that too. hashtag all events pie charts. Pie charts. I think all events pie charts I'm going to go with. I feel like that's the most creative. I vote right. that one for sure. Yeah. Feel free to use any of them that you that's would like. That's too many. I, that's too many. I'm just going to stick Yeah, with don't them. use all of them. Just just pick one. All events pie charts. I'm going with it. You need to use I'm all I'm talking to the listener. Video. I'm not talking to you. Oh, oh, oh. I'm, oh, I thought we were like I don't want to make them. Like, no, no, no. I want like a... Just throwing have, stuff out there. We have followers that are going to listen to this. Listen, my YouTube channel has five subscribers. Maybe six. Six now. Eric. Eric six. I mean that's I'm, massive. I'll be seven. Will you please? I yes. don't know how you get people to subscribe because I don't subscribe to channels. I don't even think about it. I'm, I subscribe I, to some channels. That's why Instagram exists. I know. I just need more subscribers so that like people take me seriously. I yeah. want to be a serious YouTuber. That's 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 big money. I want to be able to cause commotions at venues and get them shut down. I want to be on your YouTube channel. Yeah. Oh my God! You and Melissa, we talked yes. about this already, yes. and the dogs. <laughs> Everybody wants my dogs. I love the dogs. Yeah. All right. Um, so we're recording next week uh, with someone that Dustin is very familiar with. Melissa? My wife. Yes! My you wife. the best. So we'd like to, to throw out the topic that we're going to be discussing Ooh, next yeah. week so you can give us your hot take on it. We're going to be talking about all things getting ready leading up to the wedding. Oh, yeah. So you've got your vendors mm-hmm. the, the last few weeks leading up to it and even just a day of. Hot take. Go. I don't know what hot take means, but my feedback on that is, one, when you have a wedding planner, we aren't doing anything because we're finished the month of. I want everything complete, answers done, go. Um, day of the wedding, I think people miss the opportunity for how much fun that is and how, how awesome that time frame can be and how important it is to have a photographer uh, with you for, for all of that. Because that's when you're, like, that's probably the only time you're relaxing and, like, having fun on your own schedule. And I really think people miss that opportunity by not getting together or by, like, trying to go to any places, hair and makeup and, and here and there. And by not picking the right vendors. And by not picking the right vendors. Boom. It's just going to ruin everything. I'll tell you what, every single mom, grandma, whatever, if they had a bad photographer, that is all they remember about their wedding. It, it does not matter what happened. That is the number one thing. They're like, uh, We, we the are pictures. talking about the 80s, remember? I know. They were really <laughs> I mean, 90s maybe, too, but that was terrible, too. A lot of things were terrible then. That's my hot take, I guess. Got it. Okay. So, last things. We got plugs. For, like, sponsorships? Once this, uh, no, no ads. They're plugs. Oh. We don't have any advertisers yet. We're You're going to plug yourself, right? Speed stick? That was not. We're going to throw, throw all the links. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speed stick was always a sponsor. Yeah. We're going to throw all the links in the description on the, the website. Oh, yeah. There's so many. So, Brandy, I have the longest list of plugs for you. Okay. I have alleventsplanned.com. Mm-hmm. I have Instagram, alleventsplanned, alleventsconsulting. Mm-hmm. Is alleventscoaching on there? No, it's not on no. there. Um, Facebook, I have facebook.com slash alleventsplanned. I have facebook.com slash alleventsconsult. Yes, couldn't fit consulting into that. Right. YouTube channel. YouTube which channel. Which we just talked about. Be her seventh subscriber. Beat Dustin to the punch. Alleventsplanned. Uh, YouTube channel, All Events Planned. Get what am it. I missing? That's it. Is All Events Coaching on Facebook? It's nowhere yet. It's It just happened. People started calling and asking for it, so I started it. Okay. It'll be there soon. I though. have a website. Yeah. Not not public yet. Okay. I can only do so much, Eric. Sorry. 
My plugs, uh, you can find me on social media at TheBeardedDJ, TheBeardedDJ.com. Follow me on Snapchat. I didn't plug Snapchat yet. Um, it's just BeardedDJ. No, the Snapchat's fun because you can get to see my baby. Why Why do people do Snapchat? Snapchat is awesome. Okay, tell me about I'll why. explain it to you. Okay, I'll, I'll we'll explain do that. it to you. I don't get it. It's just messaging, right? Like that's no, no, it's not messaging. No, no not you messaging. throw, it's like a Instagram story. Like Instagram stories took their idea from okay. Snapchat. It's basically the same thing. Okay, we'll talk about it. I still yeah. it's, I'm Dustin, hit us with your plugs. So we got uh, the website, onereddoorphotography.com. We have uh, Instagram, that's Dustin underscore ORDP, or as I prefer to look at my wife's, Melissa's yeah. better yeah. with the Instagram. I got to plug her, Mel underscore ORDP, that's M-E-L underscore ORDP. And that's all I'm going to plug. That's it? That's all I'm plugging this week. Okay. And after that, of course, at the bearded bride (laughs) on Instagram, thebeardedbride at gmail.com. If you have any questions, Uh, we got a website working. That is the bearded, uh, geez, that's me, thebeardedbride.com. Yes, I'm getting a head nod. We are on a podcast. I Um, I (laughs) So that is it for us, everybody. Um, Hope you join us next week and let us know what you think about everything that we are doing here. Dustin, this is best best podcast yet. I think so. Don't take away from Scott. Like I don't want to. No, it just gets better every week. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Don't then it's instead. That's going to be my sign off. That's why I was saying it. Better every week. There you go. Bye. Bye.